0: Don't panic. Although it is an emergency edition of the golf show. Yes, the golf guys are back. Brent Gunning and Sam McKee. We got hot beef in the golf world. You were swinging the sticks. Our girl Brooke is doing things. Rombo's on a heater. And we got a Netflix doc. McKee, we got some stuff to talk about. How you doing, bud?
1: I'm doing spectacular. You said we got hot beef. I was immediately uh, flashback to one of my winter binge watching of the bear, which is an <laughs> excellent TV show if anybody is interested in that kind of thing. Uh a lot, yes, lot of hot yes, chef. A lot of hot beef in that show. So that's what I was thinking about when you first said that out <laughs> loud. But yes, hot beef in the golf world. Uh, some spicy stuff, Gunner. I'm just I can't wait to get into it, bud.
0: Yeah, uh obviously the headliner here uh Rory vs. Reed, but because we are who we are, we have to talk our own per- about our own personal exploits first. And by mm. that I mean your personal exploits. You were swinging the sticks, bud. It is snowing outside. It's blustery and blistery, but you uh you got out there what uh, about a month ago or so?
1: Yeah, I got to say this is a hilarious day to record our first podcast since <laughs> it truly December. Is. Um, it is a absolute, you know, what storm outside right now. Um, it's really just starting to get greasy. It's not too bad, but the walk in, you can feel the slush on the, on the ground. It's not pretty. So, uh, great day for us to dream about golf and a great day for me to dream about golfing in Mexico. I went to uh, Cabo ooh, la la, for my mom's uh, 70th birthday over, just over the Christmas break. So from December 22nd to the, the 29th, I was in Mexico. And I played at three different courses, two of them in particular, were two of the more spectacular courses I think I've ever played. And listen, there were coastal Cabo golf. You can't go wrong, really. The thing that I wanted to talk to you about and the thing that I am dying for uh, north american golf to or sorry canadian golf to adopt is the phenomenon called the comfort station mm. what does that sound like to you sound good
0: well i think i know what it is but i just i i want a dream you just tell me what it is Mckee. it sounds amazing
1: so the prices to play at these really high-end courses were quite mm. high let's just say that they were high um my family and I sat through a couple beautiful timeshare presentations to get some cheaper golf, which one does when you're in Mexico and eh, they're not that bad for anybody going to a timeshare presentation, just say no all the way through. You can get through it and you get some cheap golf. It was great. <laughs> but so included in the price at these really high end golf courses in Mexico is at whole, I forget. I think there was four or five different comfort stations throughout the, each of these two courses that we played the first two. So at each comfort station they get progress. they have like a different feature basically Ooh. all of them include copious amounts of tequila which is great because i had margaritas at every single one of these stops Giddy but up. then it's like at the first one there was you know a little taco bar and at the second one it was maybe a little slider bar and oh, at the goodness. third one you know it was uh birria tacos. so they're like dipped in that sauce oh, yeah. and I then know. you get and then you get Don Julio on ice with some tequila. like It was unbelievable. So you pay a higher price, but the stuff that's on the course is included in that price. And I was absolutely, I just loved that idea. So you go to the course, you spend however much you're going to spend. I'm not comfortable telling the whole audience how much it actually was (laughs) to play at these courses. They're not that bad, but Going there knowing exactly what you're going to spend is a wonderful feeling. Like, when you go to play at wherever you play in Toronto, you yep. pay your green fee, and then, like, you know, we play in the morning, but, you know, noon hits, you want to have a cold, frosty beverage, Oh yeah. you're adding on 10 for that, you're adding on for a sando, you're adding on for a bag of peanuts, whatever the hell it is. The fascinating thing is going in, knowing what you're going to spend. I absolutely loved it. So shout out to Mexico golf and the comfort stations. It was a really interesting thing that I had never considered.
0: That's uh that's electric. I so yeah, I have seen these before. Like the high end lux places, like obviously this is the highest of the high end. What I'm about to mention, but like you know, one of the golf Instagram accounts did these for the comfort stations at Jordan's course, the Mm. Grove Twenty Three, and it was just like it was absurd. It was like each comfort station was like a multi million dollar mansion with just like stuff going on inside. Yeah, it wasn't quite like that. Was more of a hot. Yeah, no. No, obviously, but like it's it's incredible like and you're right. I do like the idea of uh of mixing it in there. You know, we've played some media day type stuff where they have something like that going on, you know. We've all played in charity scrambles, you got a little something on each hole, and it definitely adds something to it for sure. So yeah, I'm a uh... So I'm, could, I'm happy for you, but a little jealous. For see, sure yeah, you got to swing them.
1: definitely. And I didn't even I played like crap. The one day <laughs> I had actually I actually had a pretty big fall in Mexico. Um, I don't know if I no, told I you this or think not. You told me this. No, I, uh, and this was sober at eight thirty in the morning on my way home from breakfast. Uh, I'll just say this Crocs and wet rock steps. Not oh. a great combo. Uh, went down hard. And this was the day before we were supposed to play like the number 1 course, like the course that we all went to play.
0: You're uh you're the old dad on White Lotus, just oh, taking a header by it, the pool there. It, yeah.
1: it was a pretty vicious fall, I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Like I was concerned that my vacation was over when I first hit the ground. But uh, the next day we played golf and I felt like I was Tiger in 08 out there, buddy. I was limping around. I went to the range, I thought I was going to have to get a I thought I was going to have to get a refund. I could barely swing the club. Oh, so I went to the first comfort station. I said, "Buddy, stiff margarita Love porpovor. It. And uh, from there on out, it was fine. So there you go. That was the golf experience. Just want to bring that out.
0: Yeah, happy to, uh, happy to do that. And uh, soon enough, eventually, we'll be able to swing hey. up here. It's, it's always close than yesterday? it seems. Did you see my tweet yesterday? I did not. I did not.
1: So yesterday, I left the station, uh, Sports F590 The Fan, located at, um, you know, Yonge and Bloor area. And uh, it's just getting progressively more light every time I leave okay. the studio. And it really makes me feel positive, Gunner. We're getting there, buddy. You know, two months and we're thinking about golf. Two months. Yeah,
0: it's true. It's always, it, it is always closer than it feels. Like, especially 100%. at this time when we're just coming out of it, always closer than it feels. Yes, All right. sir. All right. We've uh, we buried the lead, and the lead is hot, hot golf beef. So, the funniest, the Rory Reed thing, let's just give a little timeline. So, first, we get the initial tweet of Patrick Reed threw a T at Rory McIlroy on the driving range and the golf community Mm. was in tatters. (gasps) How could he do that to my sweet Prince? I know that's what you were going to say. So (laughs) I'm just stealing your joke from you, but, it is, I'll admit, when I first saw it, and you know me, I love to read too much into all this stuff. And now that we've actually gotten it, there is some stuff to read into here. But when I first saw Patrick Reed threw a tee at Rory McElroy and everyone was grasping their hands. Oh, no, how could he? I was like, oh, this is so golf. It hurts. I could not believe it. But now that we've seen the aftermath of it all and Reed getting snubbed by Rory, it was kind of great. Uh, just what, what did you make of this whole Rory Reed thing?
1: My overarching take of all of this, Gunner, is how incredibly good for golf this is. This is, you know, in the doldrums of their seat. They're just at the start of their season. You know, we've had a couple of those weird tourneys where everybody shoots 100 under. And I don't think it's really in the the sort of lexicon of sports yet. People aren't really paying attention to golf. I think it kind of turns once, you know, this weekend at Torrey Pines for the farmers, I think yeah. is when it really starts to kind of, that's when CBS starts. That's when it really yeah. gets going. This has really put golf into the everyday conversation now earlier than I think it usually would be. Mm. And what do people love in sports, man? It's bad blood. It's yep. beef. And we haven't had any of this in golf. If you... Th- you the one thing I, I hear and the complaints I sometimes hear is that like there's just too much money in golf and all these guys are just best buds. And they like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, all the top guys... If they're in the top 20, they're rich. It doesn't yep. matter. Like, sure, you want to win. But, like, if you're in the top 10, top 20, these guys don't hate each other. I guess, like, they used to. Maybe they didn't used to hate each other. But with this live golf and with Patrick Reed acting the way he is, these guys seem to genuinely hate each other. And for me, that's nothing but good. Like, this is going to be an electric golf season. If this is the way it's starting, where are we going?
0: Yeah, it's it's amazing. I'm with you. It's so good for the game. Now, just to give people a little bit of background info, people are probably wondering, wait, how are these guys playing together? What's going on? So this is on the DP uh, World Tour, the Euro Tour, what, what you would m- most often hear it called by. So the live guys are allowed to play in that because of a lawsuit that is currently ongoing now. So that's where the two of them got together. The other thing that I think is really important about this, and it – we go back to when you think of golf beefs, okay, it's tiger and Phil. That's kind of like the most famous one. We had the, the Brooksie Bryson thing, but that felt very contrived. It felt like for about five minutes where it was real. And then it felt like, okay, both these guys are turning the lights on for each other. This seems like actual real dislike and animosity. And then the other part of it as well is now, you know, your mileage may vary on Bryson DeChambeau. We might've argued about that very thing on this podcast, but like Patrick Reed is the easiest guy to dislike. So I think a lot of people are seeing it as well as going, yeah, it's not easy to see Patrick Reed being in the wrong here or just being a aloof and not understanding things. That's the thing that stands out to me is this feels more real than Brooksy Bryson did.
1: Oh yeah. And I think, you know he's going after the top guy he's a true villain he's going after the shining light for the PGA like I can't think of two more sort of hero and super villain this is like a Marvel (laughs) movie really like it's like (laughs) the top guy on both sides going after each other it's incredible there's no way that there's not going to be a massive trickle-down effect from this right like we saw it last year with uh you know oh my god scotty didn't you know he stepped in yeah. uh Camp <laughs> cam smith's Smith line, line and all this stuff <laughs> this is going to be incredible all the way through the sound bites these guys are getting more confident in front of the mic they're saying whatever the hell they want you saw that press conference with rory today where he's saying that Reed sent a subpoena to his house on Christmas Eve. Like, oh my God, that is super villain behavior, Gunner. This goes above, like, you know, we get into it about live all the time and we scream at each other about live all the time. But this goes beyond that. Like, this is personal, man. And I just, I'm really, really excited. And like, to me, I don't really care about Patrick Reed in a, you know, week to week tour thing. Like, for him yeah. to be on the live tour for me, like, people aren't really missing out a whole lot with him. For but sure. when it comes to Masters time and U.S. Oh, Open perfect. time, this is the dream scenario for these two things going up against each other. It's incredible. So I, I, I want to get your take on what happened on the actual range.
0: Just just quickly on the read thing, yes. He is actually the most perfect live guy. Because again, like you and I, we've gotten our squabbles about Bryson or whatever. I could take him or leave him. You love watching him. Like mm-hmm. it's like that's fine. Like people could feel different ways about different guys. I don't know anyone who is a Patrick Reed Stan who is like no no that is my guy other than use golf facts 38752 (laughs) or whatever that, that Twitter account is like that's the only one going so he is the perfect live guy to go away we don't have to think about him we don't have to see his face on a week to week basis and then he comes in whether it be you know we'll see what happens with President's Cup and Ryder Cups but if he comes in for WGCs, or he comes in for majors and is being Patrick Reed and being this disturber it's so perfect like he is the actual perfect guy to be a live golfer
1: so everyone you know was making fun of golf rightfully yeah. so for the clip that circulated today right where he yep. throws the tea at him after he snubs him i gotta tell you that is not nothing that is no. like there has had there ever been any fight on a range at a pga tour that's kind of come out like that i'm sure guys have had disagreements and conversations and been like hey man i can't really stand you but you know we're golfers we're you know we're bags of milk we don't really get into arguments out here it's not exactly the most combative you know scenario when you're standing on the range he turns around he whips the tee at him he's pissed off it's
0: awesome that clip is awesome yeah, it's great. And the thing about it is, is that if there are guys, because like you said, especially now the way it is, like with the Ryder Cup team being such a thing and the, the, the European Ryder Cup team having that same feel and the President's Cup guys, they're all, there's so much cliqueiness in the game. And hey, if you're in the top 20, you're having a great week. So you're right. Nobody's upset at each other. On the rare instances that guys can't stand each other, they just don't go near one another on the range. You're right. It's not nothing. The, the thing that I that just jumped out to me, and, and like we've all known these people in our lives, is just the sheer... Did you see Patrick Reed's quote about it? He basically said something along the lines of like, "Oh yeah, I just threw him a, a an aces tea from Live because he doesn't like me because I'm a Live guy." Like, I think he is just so detached from reality as to what's going on here. It's like, oh, why would Rory be mad at me? I only sued him on Christmas Eve when he was with his family. Why would why would that bother somebody? I don't even like my family. Like, it's just it is so weird. <laughs> That's true. Like, honestly, like he's like, oh, I don't even I don't even care about my family. Why would Rory care about this? Like, it is honestly mind boggling how just Uh. unaware he is of how he's (laughs) perceived by the public and apparently as well by his peers. It's, It's incredible. But you're right. It's not nothing. Think about it again. Like, sometimes we overplay the, oh, sports is like your workplace. But... You know, like we all have people we don't love who we work with or whatever. I mean, not me. You know, I'm so warm and gentle and get along with everybody. But (laughs) most people have people they don't get along with at work. And you know what you do? You play nice. You go, hey, how's it going? And then you get back to your business. But you give them a cursory, hey, you don't just completely ice them out. And Rory doing that is absolutely not nothing. Please tell me there's a season two in Netflix, Doc. Like, I know we haven't got season one yet, but if there were not cameras rolling for this, and I realize it was Euro Tour and not not PGA, so there wouldn't be, but man, like, what I would have given for, for mics on those guys in that moment.
1: So, 100%, bang on. But I just, I can't, I, I, I mentioned earlier when we were talking about how, you know, electric this golf season is going to be. I just want to circle back on that. Last year, it was pretty contentious. Like we remember Rory after he won the Canadian open and we were there. And how many times did he throw Greg Norman under the bus? Like literally 15 at his (laughs) press conference when he was like, and then then he was like, you
0: know what? This bus ain't big enough. Give me a tank. Let's run him over with that too. Yeah. Could not go out of his way enough
1: with Amanda on the green at St. George's (laughs) buries him in the room, buries him five times. Like he was burying him all over. So it was contentious heading into last year. I mean, heading into the end of last year, but now I think it's going to go to an even another level, Gunner. Like, I really do believe that this could be one of the most contentious golf seasons of all time. Like, what's the Masters going to be like? Like, can you imagine a final pairing of Patrick Reed and Rory McIlroy at the Masters or, you know, DJ and Rory at the Masters, Cam Smith? Like, these guys are eventually going to run into each other and they're going to have to compete against each other in the biggest tournaments it's a dream scenario from that. Like, I know, like, l- listen, live. we can talk about that, and we can talk about how some of the top talent went over there, and it sucks that Cam Smith's gone, and Wakeem Neiman's gone, and DJ's gone, and you don't get to see them on a week-to-week basis with the other guys. But from that perspective, I think this is setting up to be one of the best golf seasons of all time. I really do. With Rom on form now, Rory, the number one player in the world, this live contention, Patrick Reed whipping tees, serving subpoenas. <laughs> Dude, it's electric. I can't get enough.
0: Well, it's like, not to say that it will be him, but like, you know, an old friend is going to reinsert themselves into the mix at some point in time. Like, we're going to look up and maybe it's not a major, but maybe, well, I guess it wouldn't be the players because he wouldn't be there, but it will be a major. But it's like, you know, a Dustin Johnson or somebody is going to, again, probably not him, but an old friend is going to find themselves back in contention in one of these. It is going to turn out to be an incredible year. You're right. With all the animosity, the different storylines, I think the thing that feels so different about this now, and we've been saying in this for a while but it it just the live aspect is kind of poured gasoline on the fire is for so long it was uh, who'd be a great matchup with tiger in the final pair like what's a great story and you and i were actually texting about this a little earlier on and we agree all of the final pairs for just storyline perspective should include rory if you're mm, picking absolutely it. no but doubt. there are a million ones like if it's if it's jt and spieth dueling it out like there's not even a live component there Oh, sign me up for that please if you do get the live component of cam smith Rory or Scheffler and Smith again, or whatever it may be. Like there are just so many, you know, in, a, in years past, you'd say, okay, here's, you know, 10 final pairs. I could be excited about. We could go 30 deep on a final uh, pairs. Draft we could do a draft. I <laughs> I was gonna say a draft. Well, I mean, we shouldn't, we shouldn't spoil it, but that will be part of the master's. I'm telling you that right now, <laughs> yeah. but that's the great thing about where the game is at right now is that it's not just, okay. Who's a great foil for Rory. It's like, we're going to talk about Rom here in a second. This is, tiger-esque what he's doing right now rory ended the year all-time heater cam smith best player in the world when he made the jump to live like it is jordan spieth finding his porn justin thomas being back to the guy he is like it is so nice to see all of these guys in the mix and have so many different things that can get us excited instead of just tiger and or rory and or whatever
1: 100 percent. you nailed it right there and do you want to quickly touch on the Netflix? Do you have anything else on Rory Reed? What do you want to touch on No, I'm, on the gu- I'm good
0: on that. I just, I mean, God love him. I, I, I am so happy that Patrick Reed is the foil involved here. So I just have everyone on my side with my yeah, sweet oh yeah. prince. That's like, that's all.
1: I, I'm just, I'm on the side of chaos right now, yeah. and I am getting it. It's incredible.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm like Rory, Rory, and you're just like. Fight, fight, Chaos. fight. Chaos. Yeah, yeah. I, I got nothing else on, on uh, Rory and Reed. Uh, it's going to be fun. The more there, again, I, we've, we've made our stances crystal clear on live. We don't need to go down that rabbit hole, uh, but the friction it's added is 1,000% uh, awesome for the game. Uh, Netflix stock, I don't really have a ton to add other than just give it to me. I cannot so wait. I have, that,
1: I, have, I have some takes on it. Go ahead. What do you got?
0: The biggest thing I would say is just that now this is very Bill Simmons to me, but be careful out there, people. The key to enjoying this is going to be dialing back the expectations a little bit. Yes. Okay. We okay, all, we're on the same page here. Okay. We all watched Formula One and we loved it. And then I, I'm pretty sure the exact same thing happened with the two of us. It just took me longer to get there. Is that then we started watching the races and then the show wasn't cool anymore. And then now we don't even care about the races anymore. Okay. The more you know about this, the less exciting it can potentially be because I'm sure to diehard F1 fans, there were storylines they highlighted in there and they're like, oh, that's a little overplayed. That's not exactly how that happened because it's a, they're juicing it up. They want to make mm-hmm. it exciting. So go in, be excited, enjoy unfiltered, and I'm using super big air quotes there, unfiltered access to the game's biggest stars, but go in expecting a 7 out of 10. And if you get a 9 out of 10, be thrilled.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think... It's a little unfair to expect the, you know, F one bump, wouldn't you say? I oh, think
0: it's not happening. That's th- not happening.
1: I think what made the F one really good is, you know, sexy locations and hot dudes. Like you know, it's like well, the other, oh, the, it's like oh, they're in Dubai. Oh, they're in you know, they're in Abu Dhabi. Oh, they're in Italy, Monaco. And it's like oh, look oh at this
0: Charles Leclerc, was, he's a hunk. <laughs> yeah. it's
1: like every guy is just a hottie, and then it'll go into like <laughs> oh, bags of milk in Florida yeah. again. Here's what Boo <laughs> Weekly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so sorry, I sorry think, Boo, that I, wasn't nice. I think there's a lot of you know differences, but I do think there's going to be some pretty fascinating looks. And guess what? Even if non-golf fans don't like it, I'm going to be lapping it up. I'm so mm-hmm. excited for this kind of access because we've never really gotten anything like this before. And the fact that they have a couple live guys who they're following is going to be really fascinating. It's DJ, Brooks, and Poulter that they have. Yeah. Who, I think DJ may come out of this looking like Hall of Fame dumb. You know, yeah. I think everybody <laughs> kind of knew beforehand. <laughs>
0: what he was, well, well, the thing is, like, we I, all knew, yeah, right? But
1: I don't know if the general public maybe knew, so I, I'm worried <laughs> about him. But Brooks and... E and Poulter are going to be very fascinating to follow yep. along, so we'll, that's going to be good. So, outside of what you said, expectations, I think I don't really have anything else. And Does that come out the fifteenth of February? Fifteenth of February, weeks? oh baby, right, off, right after
0: Valentine's Day because love is in the air and we love the PGA <laughs> Tour. You know, just quickly, you mentioned Poulter there. Maybe that's what Patrick Reed needs: dumber pants and spikier hair, because then at least a all few in. people would be like, "That's my guy! Look how cool he is!" <laughs> I don't know, or maybe he needs to wear orange, like Ricky Fowler still gets in every feature group uh, and he hasn't won anything in a hundred years but uh, but the kids like him there so they tell me because he wears orange so I don't know maybe maybe uh, P Reed needs to adopt a little bit of that last thing on the the lack of a bump from F1 is just the other thing about it is that uh, golf happens when other sports are being played mm-hmm. uh, and it's four to five to six hours for a final round. And that's just the final round as opposed to all the lead up to the tournament. An F1 race is at nine 30 in the morning while you're having coffee and maybe half paying attention. And it's over by 11 o'clock. That's yeah. the big difference too, as to why they got the bump. It's like, Oh yeah, I can, I think that's why a lot of like, not to very in,
1: consumable. Confused.
0: Yeah, it's like even like it's the whole soccer thing, right? If, okay, I'm gonna put this game on, and in an hour 45, it's gonna be over, or whatever, or whatever it yeah, is. No. Like there's very there's very much something to that. Uh, all right, uh, that's last on the Netflix. Uh, quickly, well, not not too quick. We gotta give her give her a do here. My girl, Canada's most underappreciated athlete at it again, Brooke Henderson. Uh, not gonna lie, did not get to see a ton of it four-stroke lead at the Lake Nona Golf Course uh, at the HGV Tournament of Champions there. 13th win, just adding to her records as the greatest Canadian man or woman to ever play this game. She got the most majors. She got the most wins. Uh, I'm happy she got one early. So now all she needs is a major and I get to bang them at the table about the Northern Star Award. Uh, I know I'm asking a lot there, but I'm I'm thrilled for Brooke. I, I know you want to give her uh, some love too.
1: Well, she is now like, you know, she really is on trajectory to have an all-time career on either mm-hmm. tour. Like, you look at that, that was her 13th win. And she's still so young, got her. She's 25. 25. You know, third win in the last eight months. You know, like, that's that's not pretty nothing. that's pretty incredible stuff. And, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't see a lot of it this weekend either. Pretty consumed with other stuff. Um, I'm, you know, my golf watching has not been really great. I caught a bit of the... The American Express, the last... As did I. A little bit Rumble. of that. I had the I had separate screen going, but the football was pretty compelling, so I was mm-hmm. having a tough time really sticking with it. But um like that kid that was dueling with um, Rom at the end there. Thompson. Thompson, yeah. Thompson? from the Corn Ferry Is he one yeah. of the up-and-comers? I Liked believe him. so. Liked him. Good player. Anyways, I uh, really, really impressed with Brooke Henderson. And yeah, like what more can you say? She's a phenom. She's one of her all-time greatest athletes already. And this is... She is in the start of her career still, like she what is she gonna play at least fifteen more years? it's yeah why the, wouldn't she? The sky is absolutely the limit for, and I saw that she was she had some work done on her back, maybe, and she you know she Change got clubs, yeah, new clubs goes out there, doesn't matter, wins already. Give me a major, give me two majors this year for Brook, uh absolutely fired up for our girl. No one gives her more props than actually that's a lie. Adam Stanley literally follows yes, her everywhere, yes. so good on Adam <laughs> yes. Stanley.
0: But no one, Adam, gives, Adam Stanley, uh, and I'm sure they were willing uh, participants. But dragging his wife and relatively newborn daughter <laughs> to Florida, hey, we gotta go watch Brooke, guys. Uh, I I don't know if even I uh, could could swing <laughs> that one. So good on this animal content beast. Yeah,
1: Adam boy. So good on you, Brooke. We love you and keep up the great work. We're going for another major this year. Keep
0: going. Let's uh let's do it. And the good thing is, is she's got the ma- like obviously she's got the majors. That's why we talk about her this way. But she also has the Canadian Open under her belt. Yep. Like there really is nothing that she hasn't been able to do. I mean, there's majors she hasn't won, but she's won two different majors. They got five on the tour, and she's won her national Open. So honestly, outside of like an Olympic medal, and let's get you the British Open. Let's it. see what on links. Mm, let's do it. Uh, the yeah, they they have five of them too. Uh, she's won the Evian and the uh, Women's PGA. So yeah, I'd love to see. Uh, no, no, that that's her game. Old old grip it and rip it. Uh, Brooks uh, uh, out there. Yeah, uh, right. she's got a little bit of that Brooksy to her, yeah. and I love that in her. She no one goes driver off the deck more than her. Uh, but I'd very much love to see it. And uh, lastly, before we go, mm. uh, this is how I wrote it down in my notes. Rombo on a Tiger-esque heater. What he is doing right now is absurd won four of his last six starts pretty good if he wins this weekend he'll he'll win three straight tournaments it'll be the la the last guys to do that were dj in 2017 and then really i'm just saying that so i can include when rory did it in 2014 mm. listen to his three straight wins Open Championship, WGC US Open. Not a bad three tournament run for my boy. Almost a decade ago, I will mention that's that pretty 20%. good.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm not sure. Remind me, has John Rom had any success? With Tory Pines can't remember. Oh,
0: oh, he's only the best guy there, other than Tiger.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he loves playing there. <laughs> I sent you and uh, you and Primer, uh, our good friend Eric Prime, a tweet about Lou Stagner from Lou Stagner. Yep, great follow. Uh, what if you're a golf fan of any kind? Must follow on Twitter. But he said, John Rahm's current USGA index is bananas. He's a plus 10.1. Adjusted for tour difficulty, about a plus 11.5 to plus 12. If a five-index player played Rahm at La Quinta from the tips, Rahm would need to give 20 shots. 20 shots! And it's still (laughs) not enough. Uh, And then he finished by saying, uh, Rahm is good at golf. Very, very good at golf. Agreed. And the thing was, he wasn't even that good on Sunday. He was grinding and I saw the one hole where he had to clear that massive bunker of death on, I think it's the 16th hole there and he hit a shot that was cutting so hard towards that bunker on the par 5 and he just gets a soft bounce and then he goes out there gets it up and down for birdie. But you gotta be, you know, you gotta get a couple bounces here and there. He grinded it out, so good on Rombo and uh, I wouldn't be betting against him this weekend, although it's hard to take him. he's like plus four fifty this yeah. weekend. It's like God, that is that is a gross number. Not a ton of value there for our boy Rombo, but yeah, excellent, excellent start to the year. And we would love to see him hot heading into Augusta.
0: Oh boy, would we? When you're getting like the same odds for like a Cali Yarncroak goal or <laughs> yeah, a gonna, John Romway. I was gonna stop,
1: say like stop. a leaf, I was gonna say like a Leafs, you know, uh Predator's parlay. It's not yeah. it's <laughs> not the best. For- <laughs> <laughs> it's not the best odds. Uh, I,
0: I, hey, we've both said it. We all have our guys. It's the amazing thing about golf right now is that there's so many guys you can cheer for. And hey, it's really important, like we have said about Patrick Reed. It's important to have people to cheer against too. Absolutely, Rob is definitely a guy uh, we could cheer for. Little uh, public uh, service announcement. Who knows when you'll get this pod. Wednesday, Saturday tourney this week to avoid uh, conference championship Smart. weekend in the NFL. Wish the Leafs yeah. had done that. I was, a buddy stole the words right out of my mouth as a guy who is going to be very happy as I always am, to be down at Scotiabank. Uh, boy, let me tell you, there will be some TVs on, I would imagine, in the press box that at least for Bonesy, a football game.
1: At least for Bonesy, the, the Packers aren't in it.
0: Oh, God. It's like there, there have been Notre Dame and Packers games going on, and I've uh, <laughs> worried for the man's health. But we're getting way too far away from golf. The Leafs' jokes will just write themselves, and I won't let you do that, uh, at least not until April when they when they come true. Uh, McKee, who knows when we'll be back again. Maybe something cool will happen After before the, the Nets, Masters. we should do something. Yeah, that's, that's a good yeah, – yeah, you will hear from us again with our Netflix review whenever that comes. Uh, it drops 15th. We'll have a pod. Uh, who knows? A few days after that. It's been an emergency edition of the golf show. Uh, thanks so much to our boy, DeBang, helping us get this up. And thanks for you for hauling your carcass across to the other side of the this.
1: No sweat. Love you,
0: Gunner. Love you, too. Uh, it's been the golf show. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back after the Netflix documentary.